the loaded questions keep flying as Rick and Rick recall some of their favorite moments from season two of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Next question. In season two, which consumer brand did we praise for creating silent print ads you can hear, taste, or smell? A, Budweiser, B, Coca-Cola, C, Burger King, D, Kim Kardashian, or E, Liquid Ass? <laughs> it was Coca-Cola. You are correct. So Coca-Cola is doing this series of print ads that dare you to try not to hear this. What these are is they're just static. I guess it's outdoor and print ads, things like that. They're featuring close-up visuals of, I'm looking at one, the tab being lifted off a nice cold can of Coke. And I swear I can almost hear it. It's like it's, it's right there. And they had one, you know, where it's like the bottle cap coming off. Another one where it's Coke being poured over ice. And I swear I can hear it. It's weird. I, and I still to this day, like that effervescent, you know, like just that picture is just amazing. Here's bonus point question for you. The technique or the effect that that was having had a specific name to scientific uh, term for what's happening to you when you are looking at that cook ad and you're actually hearing it even though there's no sound. I don't know. But anyway, it had me thinking about way back when we did an episode on silent gifts that you can hear. And the New York Times quoted a researcher who calls this effect when you're looking at something and you hear, you feel like you're hearing it or can almost hear it. They call it a visually evoked auditory response. And what the researcher said is hearing does not require external noise, but rather it's having the experience of a sound in your head. So the, here's, the, here's the thing. Do you think they just did this on their own? Or do you think that with the success of, of you know, the viral, power lines jumping they decided to, that they could do that and then did these ads. What do you think it was? I think they heard the Rick and Rick episode where we were talking about this. And <laughs> yeah, those guys are talking about this, man. We need to do this as well. So, All right. So there was a movie that came out earlier this year that we talked about in the show. Uh, it was not a DC movie, but it felt like a DC movie. And I watched it somehow and you didn't. And so I gave you a review and you didn't. Do you remember what movie this was? Uh, Little Evil Clark Kent. Okay, I got it. Bright burn. Yes. Yeah, first the dad tried to shoot him. Then the mom's going to stab him, I think in the back, actually, with this sharp like piece of spaceship. Here's the part that I thought was really interesting, because I, I would have expected this to be a typical movie of, and the mom stabs him in the heart, he dies. But that wasn't it. It actually got darker. And so, <laughs> it got darker than this? It got darker. Holy so, uh He figures it out, stops her, grabs her, flies up several thousand feet, and drops her. Jeez. <laughs> then, realizing that he has this incredible murder scene below him, he sees a passenger airline in the distance. <laughs> he goes and grabs it and crashes it into their family home, thus destroying all evidence of the nefarious things that he has done. So uh, it, it was it was dark, my friend. This is <laughs> the so darkest ridiculous. damn movie I've ever heard. It was so ridiculous. I could not believe it. I, I knew it was going to be dark. I just didn't know it was going to be that dark. All right. Next question. In one episode this season, the Ricks discussed how many parents have named their babies after characters from Game of Thrones. In 2018, there were six babies named Merlin. 29 were named Sansa, which I can see that. 58 named Tyrion. 2,594 were named Arya. And get this, 173,204 babies were named Hoder. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd be so funny. You know what his first word would be? Yeah, exactly. When thinking about a bunch of little babies named Hoder running around, Rick M. wanted the characters in Game of Thrones to melt down the Iron Throne and do what? I have no idea. I'm still recovering from our last episode. I was having like nightmares about all the parents naming their kids after Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> all the Theon and Shares. I kept having like these visions of like all these little hoders running around with saggy diapers. You know, hoder, hoder, hoder. Melt yeah, that freaking yeah. iron throne down and get some little iron porta potties out here so the little hoders have a place to unhode. <laughs> All right, you know, we should take a quick break here, folks. When we come back, we're going to continue our game of loaded questions, celebrating season two of Rick and Rick Rule the World. Before we do that, Rick, I, I think we got to take a second to thank everybody for listening. In the first three quarters of 2019, we have had more listens, in fact, twice as many listens as all of 2018. So season two was much bigger than season one. For season two, we have had listens from the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, Spain, France, Germany, Norway, South Korea, Taiwan, Brazil, India, Ireland, Romania, Egypt, South Africa, Mexico, Switzerland, Hungary, Japan, New Zealand, Poland, the Netherlands, and a lot more. So we want to thank everybody for listening. Yes, thank you so much. And as always, reach out to us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. You can reach out to us all kinds of different ways. Yes. All right. So hang tight. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. All right, we are back. The season two finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World. We're going to start season three of Rick and Rick Rule the World. That is just insane. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm loving what we're doing. Yeah, me too. It seemed to just fly. Truthfully, season two just flew by. And I, I remember when we started season two, we had so much fun in season one. It was kind of like, oh, hopefully we'll top that. <laughs> and uh, season two was so much more fun, even than season one. So uh, folks, if you haven't listened to all the episodes, go back and uh, listen to some crazy stuff in there. <laughs> all right. So here's one. Here's one for you. Uh, in a show a couple weeks ago, we talked about uh, you know something something a little alarming. Basically, somebody had ingested too much of something, and it made them extremely ill. Uh, and we were both uh, disappointed and also vindicated because we felt that uh, this was a, a a public hazard that everybody needed to care about. Uh, do you remember what that topic was? I'm just relieved you said the last part because for a second there I was worried that it was Rick and Rick Pez candies. <laughs> the hell was that? So it was it was pumpkin spice flavored goods of all kinds. Yes. This 23-year-old woman in Fall Creek, Wisconsin, has been hospitalized with liver damage after consuming excessive amounts of pumpkin spice products, leading to lethal levels of cinnamon in her body, at least according to what is a rather timely and clearly satirical piece at sandwichesandpsychmeds.com. The piece continues, Brittany Smith, described by friends as a mega basic bee, <laughs> <laughs> was transported by ambulance to Oakleaf Surgical Hospital after a Starbucks employee saw her collapse while taking a selfie with her order, the coffee chain's new pumpkin cream cold brew. Quote, it happened so fast, the employee told us. Quote, one minute she was smearing foam on her lip and taking duck face selfies. 
And the next, she was face down on the floor. Help, that actually sounds a little less like satire and a little bit more like schadenfreudal wish fulfillment. <laughs> All right. In season two, the Ricks discussed how AI is being trained to do which of the following? And there can be more than one answer. A, write TV commercials. B, craft leadership slogans. C, replace creative directors. D, concept Halloween costumes. Or E, invent new candy bars, which were things that the Ricks said AI is being trained for. Wow, I know for sure it was A, B, C, and D. I just don't know about E. You're correct. It was all but E. My Yeah, my my favorite of the bunch. I, I thought the Halloween costumes actually were pretty funny, but my favorite one was the leadership slogans. The, uh, the Wall Street Journal decided to teach AI how to generate leadership and career slogans, like those old um, <laughs> affirmation posters everyone used to have back in the Stone Age. Um, yeah, let's hang in there. Yeah, but here they're using just a simple version of, I guess it's the text generation tech that's used in chatbots. And right. so some of the nuggets of wisdom the AI generated were, were interesting. So one was a sincere leader dreams to believe. A sincere leader dreams to believe. I like that one. Yeah. An employee is someone who's a special person. Hey. But unfortunately, (laughs) the AI also channeled the minds, this mindset possessed by far too many so-called leaders out there. One was success is the chance to do nothing. (laughs) I'm sure every every employer is really excited to put that one up on the wall. Well, I'm sure every employee is going, yeah, that sounds about right. My boss doesn't do anything. So earlier this year, we talked about how one uh, retail outlet came up with a clever way to tie into popular TV shows. Do you recall which uh, retailer it was and what they did? It's got to be Ikea in the sitcom uh, living rooms. Exactly. Ikea has this new thing where they're making your favorite TV shows feel right at home. Ikea UK is advertising furniture sets based on iconic TV shows. So now your own living room could look like Joyce Byers' living room from Stranger Things, complete with that Christmas tree decoder wall. Look like the Simpsons cartoonish living room, or even this one cracked me up, Monica's apartment from Friends. Could it be any more like Monica's apartment? (laughs) My only question is, does it come with your own Jennifer Aniston? Asking for a friend. (laughs) uh, If you remember, they did uh, The Simpsons, they did Friends, they did Stranger Things, uh, and they they did a great job with that. It was a great idea. Okay. So much great stuff this last season, too little time to cover it all. Let's listen in to some other memorable moments from season two of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I just have five words for you, Rick. I'm ready. I want to hear it. That's right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. In a Rick and Rick exclusive, Rick Wooten will now sing Never Ending Story as part of the Stranger Things Challenge. And go. And so he started to say, you know, well, I'm going to. And then he got stuck and he kept saying, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to over it, over it. I'm Rick Matheson and I am joined as always by mi amigo Rick Wooten. It's a little Spanish for you, Rick. I think it either means my friend or the eagle squawks twice on Tuesdays. I'm not completely sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know the words. I'm oh, sorry. Man, are you serious? But you can, you can, you can certainly serenade us. Well, you know the way Susie Pooh and Dusty Buns sang the song, I couldn't really make <laughs> out the words. But, but oh I, my God. I think it went a little something like this. Next up, the official Rick and Rick review of Spider-Man: Far From Home. That's right, all the web-slinging action, all the eye-popping special effects. Plus, all the Peter tingles your spidey senses can handle. (laughs) That's not right. 
I'm an I'm an I'm an I'm an I'm an I'm Rick Matheson, and I'm joined, as always, by Mio Mio de Outrame, Rick Wooten. That's a little Brazilian Portuguese that I'm sure I just butchered right there for you, Rick. It either means my brother from another mother, or my burps are like roses in the wind. But I'm not completely <laughs> sure. He's like, Dad, when you when you were growing up, you didn't have the internet. So when you wanted to play games with your friends, <laughs> how did you connect to them? <laughs> Turn around, look at what you see. Stop the car. I gotta take a leak. Do you know what year they introduced the Shamrock Shake? I'm an I'm an I'm an I'm an. Now see, now we've officially become back in my day. We couldn't wear shorts to school. We didn't have no newfangled air conditioner, you little snowflake. They said they're Muppets. They have no sexuality. I don't see Grover or Beaker or Scooter getting many dates. <laughs> But if you're going to say that Muppets aren't sexual, somebody better tell Miss Piggy, because I don't think she got the memo. <laughs> yeah. It didn't exist before us. That, I think that's why we, we love it. I think for later generations, it's the McRib sandwich, right? That's the you know special thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, I like those, too. <laughs> if you sing that song again, I'll stab you in the eyes. Hope to never have to hear another stinking never-ending story i'm rick matheson and i am joined as always by my bfarf rick wooten that's best friend also named rick forever captured within an acronym that comes just a little too close to reading as barf so i'm an i'm an i'm an i'm an have you ever done a time capsule no no i mean as a kid we used to bury stuff in the backyard and then dig it up a few months later but that's not really time <laughs> Yeah, but the unfortunate thing is most of the time, somehow moisture gets in them or gets trapped in them. And so a lot of the perishable stuff ends up going away. So Are you trying to tell me that the pot brownies aren't going to last? That's <laughs> the problem. I'm an I'm an I'm an I'm an Story. <laughs> Just got me. I'm like that. I'm not totally sure, but I think, uh, be... I think that's, I think that's really close. I think that's really close. All right. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. This is a fun story. So, uh, uh years ago, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to tell you the story. I'll tell you the story afterwards. <laughs> All right. This officially closes the books on Rick and Rick season two. And hey, we're just turning three, which means you ain't seen nothing yet. So be sure to join us for the season three premiere of the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. <laughs>